Well, amen and amen. So today I want to start off, before I even talk to you about the title, today I want to start off with asking you a question. How many of you have ever been or seen a thriving church? When you come into the parking lot, you have the smile of the parking attendant and he or she is directing you to where you're supposed to go. And when you come into the doors, you have the smile and the hello of the greeters. And if you have children, they have a children's ministry that is dedicated, a specific area dedicated especially for your children, where they can learn about Jesus in a fun and exciting way. Not to mention, they have safety protocols in place, amen? And the youth, they have a middle and high school program where they are equipped to be discipled, to grow in their relationship with God and be discipled and become the disciple that, our, that we as parents want them to become. But not only that, they have the opportunity to fellowship and kick it with their friends outside of church. Not only do the children and the youth have a quality experience, but the adults get to walk into the sanctuary and experience the presence of God through worship and a word that would knock your socks off. Ain't that right, pastors? It's gonna knock your, knock your socks off. <laughs> so what you see and what you feel, it compels you to come back every week. This is Colossians 3:23, in full effect, which says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So when you walk through the doors, you see exactly that. You see staff and volunteers working for the Lord, expressing Jesus in every act of love. This is what we want to see every Sunday. It's kind of like a beautiful car that never misses an oil change. Yeah, I know that car I'm talking about. You get into that car, that car drives smoothly. And God wants us to be just like that car, a well-oiled machine that gives a healthy and progressive environment for everyone who walks through the door. But what if that thriving church didn't have volunteers? What if you, Citygate volunteers, were not there? How could we drive, excuse me, thrive? (laughs) How could we thrive? It would kind of be like a beautiful car that never got an oil change. Have y'all experienced a car like that? Kind of sounds to start making sounds. Look, let me tell you about experience that I personally, that I know personally. My parents bought my brother a car. Oh, and as appealing as it was to the outside, my brother never got an oil change. And even though this car started making sounds, He ignored the sounds. And y'all want to tell you what happened to this car. What do you think happened? The engine died. God does not want us to be like my brother's car. He does not want us to fall apart because we don't have exactly what we need for the engine to run. Amen. So today, I want to talk to you about how you can use your gift and volunteer to advance the kingdom of God here at CityGate. What does it mean to advance the kingdom of God? Well, advance, according to Google, means to proceed, to move along, to promote, to further. 
And here's the big one. Everybody say to help. To help. A simple definition of kingdom is the domain or the rule of the king. Well, who is the king, everybody? Jesus. And how does he rule? For the purpose of my conversation today, God always rules through love. He rules through sacrifice. And he rules through giving. So that is what we do every Sunday when we volunteer and serve. We advance or we help. We help people connect to the heart of God through love, through serving, and through giving. Here are some biblical examples. So you know that Jesus had the 12 disciples or the apostles, right? And what did he do? He trained them to advance the kingdom of God. And so when he left here, he entrusted the disciples to continue the work that he began, and they did just that. They began to advance the kingdom of God in one way, shape, or form. But not only did they advance the kingdom, they began to train other disciples who continue to advance the kingdom of God. Until we get to today, what are we doing? We're doing the same exact thing that God gave to the disciples to do which is to train and to help and assist all for one purpose, to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So every leader needs a great team. So let's take a moment and let's go to Exodus. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 17. Verses 12 through 13. And as you go there, I'm going to give you, tell you what happened before verse 12. All right. So before we get to verse 12, we have a story of Moses, Aaron, and her. And the pastors and I were talking about this. And I said, oh, pastor, I'm going to use that on Sunday. <laughs> so here's a little bit of the story before verse 12. So a guy named Amalek, he decided he was going to attack Israel, right? And so Moses said to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to get a group of men that can help fight against Amalek. And I'm going to go on top of the hill and I'm going to take the staff of God. All right. So he did just that. Moses went to the top of the hill and he held up the staff of God and Aaron and her went with him. And as he held up this staff of God, as long as it was up, guess what? Joshua will win, will, would win. But when he became fatigued and he began to lower that staff, guess who won? Amalek. He won. So let's pick up at verse 12 and see what happened. It says, when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands, his hands up, one on one side and one on the other so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the, store, with the sword. And now just, this is my humor, but I can just hear the ladies going, go Joshua, it's your birthday. Go Joshua, it's your birthday. That's just my humor, but we know it wasn't Joshua's birthday, right? But um, on a serious tip, just imagine if Aaron and her was not there. If they weren't there, they potentially could have lost the battle. You see, Moses is synonymous to our pastors, and we are Aaron and her. We have the great opportunity to help this ministry thrive. Amen? Amen. 
So we have a special part to play in the success or the advancement, excuse me, the success of the ministry or the advancement of the kingdom of God. And let me say again, just we thank you volunteers for all that you do. We really do. But can you imagine a city gate where 80% or more served in some capacity? That would mean that the 20% norm would not get burnt out. So there's typically 20% of the church body that serves. But if we had 80% or more to serve, those 20% wouldn't get burnt out. And guess what? How much more of an impact can we make if we had more volunteers? But isn't that the point? The point is to make an impact for Jesus. Amen? The point is to make an impact. And as, as much as we desire a quality experience for our family, the Bible says to go and make disciples. Everybody say make. Make disciples. So when we invite people to church from our job or in our community, um, invite our friends or family, they can come from the parking lot. They can be greeted with a smile from the parking lot to the foyer, and then they can enter into the church, and we can offer them a quality experience where the presence of God is tangible for every person in the family. Hallelujah. That's the point. So as much as coming to church is about our well-being, it is equally about being able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who are lost. Amen. And I want to push pause right here. Y'all felt that pause? Okay, amen. Um, because if you don't know, I'm in, college, uh, I'm in an MDiv program. And last semester, I took an evangelism, evangelistic excuse me, class. And that class really changed my life. I learned so much about me. And I learned so much about the body of Christ. And let me share something that the teacher shared with us in our reading. In his evangelism class, he asked the students, how many of you have shared the gospel of Jesus Christ? And guess what? Less than half of the class raised their hands. I'm going to ask you the same question. How many of you have shared the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have you been intentional on your job, intentional in your community? When people see you, do they see God? Listen, I'm saying this because we are not gonna get any lost in this church unless you bring them, amen? And when they come, we want them to come and experience such a great time that they keep coming to the point where maybe one day they will receive the Jesus that we all experience every day. Hallelujah. So what does it take to have a healthy, thriving church? It takes you. Hallelujah. It takes you. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm rolling through this faster than I thought I would. <laughs> All right. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 12, read through 20, and then 27 and 28. All right. 
And it reads, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. You may say, oh, you read this before. I sure did. This is perfect for this situation. Let's continue to read verse 13. For we all were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but what? But of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, even, excuse me, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And if they all, excuse me, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but how many bodies? One body. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, and then boom, of what? Everybody say it, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. We are all part of the helps ministry, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. I like the way Tony Evans put it. Y'all want to hear how Tony Evans put it? Okay. You have been sent here to advance. Who has been sent here? All of us have been sent here to advance the kingdom of God in the specific sphere where you are operating. So in the same way, appliances in your home, they are there for a purpose. The refrigerator makes things cold, right? The stove makes things hot. And while they are both appliances, they have different roles in your kitchen that are designed to be fulfilled. The refrigerator doesn't cook. And the stove does not keep things cold because that's not its purpose. Okay? But when it fulfills its purpose, it's fulfilling its divine design. I'm going to rewind right there. But when it fulfills its purpose, it fulfills its what? Divine design. So the question every Christian has to ask today is, am I serving the purpose of God where I am? This, this is a Salah moment right here. Am I serving the purpose of God where I am? We all are in the helps ministry in one way, shape, or form. God provides our need every day with joy. And guess what, guys? All he wants us to do is do the same, is be there where we can be, especially here at City Gate, because we want to be that thriving church that offers a quality experience every week so that we can continue to advance the kingdom of God. That's your part. You have a role in advancing the kingdom of God. So if you're saying, Pastor Jackie, I hear you. So 
tell me how can I help? And let me tell you, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Maybe you are retired. Hey, listen, if you don't feel like you can give anything else, you can always give us your smile. Amen. All right. So I want to share with you um, how you can serve and let you know that after we leave service today, there will be four tables with these departments and teams that I'm going to talk to you about where you can sign up and become activated in CityGate or a volunteer at CityGate. And if you have any questions, we'll be happy to help you. And just know that in every area, we do have training. All right. So the first team or department that I want to talk to you about is the City Gate Kids. All right. The biggest need is for both volunteers in the classroom and those who can help, excuse me, with prepping materials for the classroom. Also, volunteers are needed to help run audio. Okay. It's pretty simple. Audio is not very difficult, so it's pretty simple. All right, let's move on to CityGate Youth. If you feel a pull um, to the youth, if you feel like God has called you to the youth, then this department will be a great department for you. And not only um, just the youth, which Pastor Paula, as she said, we are revamping, but also for the Dream Center because the Dream Center is full of youth. Next, we have CityGate Worship. If you feel that you are called to sing, and my husband's raising his hand. If you feel like you are called, you've been gifted to sing, <laughs> then we will love your help because we, like I said before, we do not want people to get burnt out. We want to offer a rotation of people so that everybody has the opportunity to sing and that if people graduate like Jaden, he's a 12th grader, Keenan just graduated from a &T, that we will always have someone in place to fulfill that position. Amen. All right, facility and grounds. What is facility and grounds? Hey, you like vacuuming? Okay. Do you like beautifying your lawn, watering flowers? Um, what about laundry? Can you help with events? Well, that would be under facility and grounds. And also, we had people who would come during the week, Monday, Tuesday, and help vacuum. It doesn't matter. We need you. Amen. The next one is GSM. This is a big one, guys. What is GSM? That's our guest service ministry. Parking lot, ushers, and greeters, VIP, which is for our new guest. Miss Martha needs somebody in every one of those areas so that she can have a team every Sunday. And at this point, we don't have that right now. So if you think you can stand in the parking lot and be that smile that the first thing that people see when they come into the parking lot, then great. If you feel like you could usher, which the ushers don't have much to do, but if you would like to help usher, we need you. If you can also um, greet or help at the VIP, please sign up under GSM. Now this right here is kind of like my baby, small groups, because the only way for us to be connected is to join a small group. How many people joined a small group this year? Okay, a couple of you guys. So the more of you that join a small group, the more you become connected to the church. And guess what? God wants us to grow in a community. We grow better in a community. If you're by yourself, it's kinda, it's not as if you can't grow, 
but you may not have the accountability that you need like you would in a small group. We want everyone in the church to have the opportunity to join a small group. So if you feel like the youth is your thing, if you feel like the young adults is your thing, women, men's ministry, whatever it is, you can sign up to be a small group leader. And one of the areas specifically is young adults. We really want to touch that a little bit more. If you really have a heart for, the, uh, for young adults ages 18 through 35, please sign up. And again, like we said, we will train you. I know when you think about small group leader, you think, man, that may be a lot. But really, if you know how to push a button to show a curriculum and do minimal talking, you will be just fine. This week, we are relaunching small groups. Now, like for me, my small group starts this week. And if you never have signed up for a small group, let me tell you how. You just go to our CityGate app and you go and look for groups and you will find all the small groups that are available, okay? If there's not a small group there that you're interested in, please let us know because we want you to participate in a small group. There are online small groups, which the number for online small groups doesn't matter. So, but if you are in person, it's typically eight to 12 people because we want to keep it small. We find that when groups get too big, people will not connect like they really want to and maybe not even talk. So, but really, really, if you want to get connected, sign up for a small group. And if you would like to lead, please sign up to lead for a small group. Um, in our small groups is also where our care happens. Maybe someone dies in your family or you have a need. Um, your small group is the closest people. They're the closest people to you that can really help you in the time of need. All right. Everybody say media. Man, the media is such a huge department because we could not shine our light to the world without them. We couldn't have sound. You couldn't hear me. Thanks, David. Appreciate you. <laughs> well, you couldn't hear my voice right now if we did not have a media, someone, a media person, someone at the soundboard. So there are so many opportunities. We need people to help in the media. If you desire to be trained on the lights, if you want to help with the lyrics, if you also want to help learn the soundboard, right now we only have two people on the soundboard. We can use some extra people who can be trained. If you would like to work with um, everything that you see on the screens in the production area, TJ could use your help in so many ways. Um, there's probably some things that I didn't even mention. But if you think that you would be um, great for the media team, please sign up for the media team. And I have two more things. Everybody say the Dream Center. Pastor Lisa has come up here um, many times to share with you about the Dream Center. And um, there are so many things that's going on at the Dream Center all the time. Again, if you feel like you are called to the youth, then sign up for the Dream Center if you love to make an impact in a community, period. Sign up for the Dream Center. The Dream Center can use your help. And they do something every day, all during the week. Now to you, that's online, hello. <laughs> to you that's online, maybe you feel like you, there's nothing that you can do. But there is, you can help with 
you can help with praying for people that are online. You can also help to respond to people when people are responding to things as they're watching to service. And guess what? You can also serve as a small leader for um, as an online small group leader. There's ways that you can also help. And we understand that, you know, about the pandemic and what's going on in the world. So we understand if you don't want to come here, but we would love if you can also volunteer to help as an online minister. So there are so many different ways that we, there are so many ways that we can get involved to ensure that our church, uh, excuse me, thrives so that we can advance the kingdom of God.